and welcome back to another episode of Nature Boost. I'm your host, Jill Pritchard, with the Missouri Department of Conservation, bringing you a very special seasonal episode today. I am out on one of my first mushroom hunts. I'm looking for morels, and I'm so happy to be joined by the expert, MDC's state botanist, Melissa Brigler. Melissa, thank you so much for joining me out here today. It's a beautiful day. Um, we've just had a, a few rainy days here in mid-Missouri, and so that should mean that good habitat for, for some morel picking. We're hoping so. It was kind of uh, some cold rainy days, so now it's a, a nice warm sunny day, so hopefully it's um kind of making those those areas uh, not only wet but also warmer and yeah I would totally expect some morels to be coming up today. We can look around and see a lot of early spring wildflowers that are coming up and that's always a good sign. Uh, some people that are really serious about hunt mushroom hunting they pay attention to the soil temperature which is nice but a lot of people don't really know what the soil temperature is but when you you kind of look around and you see some of these uh, early spring flowers coming up a lot of people are familiar with may apples they're the real big leafy plants they usually come up uh, kind of in clusters and real easy to point out and see um, that's a good indication that it's it's about time to be looking for morel mushrooms and so yeah i'd, I'd say the next couple of weeks is kind of peak time to be finding them. So we're, we're hitting it at the right time, I think. Okay, awesome. So where exactly, as we're out searching, we, you know, where should my eye be, be going? What should I be looking out for to try and find them? Well, so um, I think it's always a good idea to be looking for dead stumps or decaying organic matter, meaning like fallen logs or um, certainly trees that look to be dead or that are dying. Uh, it's a little bit more difficult this time of year because there isn't any leaves on the, the larger or, you know the hardwood trees but um, we should be uh, able to kind of tell you know if there's a dead or dying stump or, or trunk of a tree standing there to look around those areas and the reason why is that fungus is actually breaking up that um, dead or dying tree and is growing more prevalently in that area so what what we're actually seeing when we pick up a morel mushroom is the fruiting or the um, spore producing body of that uh, fungus. So the fungus is actually growing in the ground and decomposing that uh, or that organic material, the rotting logs and wood. But uh, what we're, we're looking for is what it's producing. And if you got more of that fungus growing around, you've got more of the, the mushrooms growing. Okay. All right. So we need to be looking for kind of dead trees, decaying, yeah, yeah. like maybe mm -hmm. fallen, fallen logs, things like that. Yep. And kind of, uh, you know, low lying areas. We're still kind of early in this, in the season. So, um, places that get more sunlight. So, um, Southern facing slopes and, and things like that, that just get warm a little earlier. And as the season progresses and the temperatures warm up generally, then, you know, they'll be kind of everywhere. Um, a lot of people do like low areas though, that stay, uh, fairly wet. And, but that's not necessarily a, a rule. Uh, you can find mushrooms in, in upland areas too. If, if there's really thin soils and you know a lot of exposed rock, you're probably not gonna find morel mushrooms, but, uh, but people report finding them on, on uh, higher ground too, not just along streams or, or rivers. Something I thought about is if somebody finds morel mushrooms in one spot, is it, are they guaranteed to come back in that same spot every year? 
not guaranteed but you know it's always good to check and it's a it's a good possibility so you know you hear a lot of people uh, finding you know hundreds and hundreds every year and they get real serious about it and stuff they they know some good spots too and it's kind of like your favorite fishing spot you don't really want to let that information go too easily and only to the the closest people you have or something but but yeah it's, it's not a guarantee though sometimes they come up and sometimes for some reason it just didn't it didn't happen that year. Well, I'm feeling very lucky today. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah, I'm always optimistic when I start out. But you know, even if you don't find anything, you have spent some time in the woods just relaxing, you know, just refreshing. It's never a wasted time mushroom hunting, I don't think, even if you don't find any. <laughs> That's so true. You're getting your nature boost no matter what. Exactly. Yes. All right, let's hunt. I'm ready. Okay. We're looking. <laughs> Let's see. And there's actually kind of more grass than uh, there's some um, grassy areas here, even though, I mean, mushrooms can be growing in these areas, but uh, it makes them a little bit harder to see. Mm -hmm, I would bet. Yeah. And this is a, a gooseberry. That's flowering. a gooseberry plant? Yeah, and it's flowering. Oh, wow. See, so that's the flower of it. Oh, cool. It's one of the earliest flowering things that we have in Missouri and so yeah in a couple months they'll be let's see April May probably in like six weeks maybe there'll be gooseberries that you can that you can eat out of. oh yeah. nice everywhere <laughs> you know it's very common yeah okay so I have a question about morels mm -hmm. whenever you find them are they in a grouping or do you usually just find one? They're usually scattered about. So the morel mushrooms actually do kind of get, you know, a few scattered and, and spaced out. And generally speaking, that's a good thing to keep, uh, keep an eye on for mushroom ID is like how they grow, you know, cause some mushrooms grow in a really tight clump and they're almost, they almost look like they're growing on top of each other. They're so close together. But, um, but morels do not grow like that. They grow sparsely, you know, scattered about. All right, good mm -hmm. to know. Yeah. Now, also something else important to note is that there is there's morels, but there's also false morels, which mm -hmm. can be poisonous or are poisonous. Yes, yes. Well, and it, it is always kind of up for a debate for people because people do eat them. Uh, some people do and have for for a long, long time. But uh, but there are toxins in that mushroom. And what gets very difficult with the species that we have in Missouri is that. Uh, the toxin can be very minimal and could not have a negative impact or it might actually have enough toxin in it and there's really no way to tell that. So generally speaking, we need to just avoid that particular species of mushroom. In other parts of the world, um, closely related species of that type of mushroom are very toxic. I mean, there's no, no question, nobody would eat that. In Missouri, your body will absorb that toxin and it will um, store it in the liver. So down the road, you might end up having problems with your liver and not realize it was this toxic mushroom you've been consuming for years and years and years. And, and then, you know, some people do debate, well, you can cook it out and make it not toxic and, and then it's safe to eat and all that, but uh, you really need to know how much toxin is in that mushroom to make sure that you've been able to safely cook it and then eat it. And it's just impossible to know that. So to be on the safe side, it is highly recommended that we avoid the false morel species. And some people refer to those as reds. Uh, red mushrooms, or some people refer to it as beefsteak. So it, it kind of goes by many different names, but they come out about this time of year. I think they actually do come out, start coming out a little bit before the morels do, but, but their seasons overlap and uh, they are kind of a red color. So 
it's not I wouldn't think it's too hard to mistake the morels from the false morels but some people could and one uh, easy way to determine that you do have a true edible morel mushroom is to cut that mushroom down the middle uh, lengthwise and it will have a hollow stem it'll be completely hollow down the middle uh, but false morels are not like that they're real kind of still um, corky so to speak I mean they're not like a corky material but it's a uh, uh, there's there's mushroom in the middle. It's not hollow at all. So so that's one easy way to tell the difference. And otherwise, the color too. It's a it's a red color. The false morel is. Okay, let's keep looking. Okay. Well, while we're walking here, let's talk about regulations concerning mushroom hunting. What do you think people need to know? Well, first of all, that you do have to have permission, of course, to be on anybody's property uh, from the landowner. It is tempting. <laughs> when you're riding on, you know, on some county road or something, it's like, oh, I saw some, let me go over there and do it. Not, you're, you really do have to have permission to, to go on anyone's property. With uh, public property, you do need to seek the regulation rules for that um, entity. So a lot of people get confused sometimes of like, oh, it's a state park, so I'll call the conservation department. Well, the state parks are, are run by the Department of Natural Resources. And so they are the ones that set the regulations for that. The regulations for the conservation department include that you can collect mushrooms for your own personal consumption. That is just fine as long as you're going to eat them, but not to sell and uh, certainly not to be collecting a lot for like, you know, the neighborhood or anything, but for your, your household, you're going to take these home and eat them on your dinner table, then yes, that, that would be just fine on conservation areas. And that's for most conservation areas, but we do have some uh, special regulations on certain places. So it is important still to double check on where you're planning to go mushroom hunting and just check to make sure they don't have any special restrictions. Um, all of the nature centers, they uh, prohibit any mushroom collecting on nature centers, mainly just because of the, the volume of visitation they get through and, and you know we would just be over harvesting every year with so many people going out there to try to collect mushrooms. And, and some of the other areas that are around like major metropolitan areas, just highly populated places. And if there's a conservation area on the, um, you know, the outskirts of those areas, sometimes they do have special restrictions too that prohibit mushroom collecting. But by and large, generally speaking, most of our conservation areas do allow it for your personal consumption. Just always important, whether it's uh, private property, make sure you have permission and then just check specifically where you are. Yep, absolutely. Whoever that owning entity is. All right, let's keep searching. Okay. Pretty cool, actually. It, it is, yeah. You'd go off on your own little adventures. Uh-huh, yeah. <gasps> Oh, yeah. I don't okay. think it's a morel, but. No. Yeah, let's see. I wonder what, if we could even tell. I'll bet you it's a oyster, because it's still like gooey and fresh, like it was growing up too long ago. Yeah, that's probably an oyster mushroom, I would think. Can you eat those? Yeah, you wouldn't probably want to eat that one. Yeah. yeah. Yep, you can. That's the one I talked about the other day about we have oysters year round. So yeah. we could talk about that because we yeah. found an oyster mushroom while we were morel hunting. So what what other ones do we have? I know uh, chanterelles. Yeah, we have chanterelle mushrooms and they're um, highly prized as really choice edibles. But they come out in um, the, the heat of the summer. So, oh, uh, early July, maybe even as early as late June. But usually in the like hottest, stickiest, nastiest time when you're getting all the ticks and chiggers and everything. 
Um, so, you know, they're worth it, <laughs> but just bring your bug spray. But yeah, so chanterelles will come out later in the year. Um, the mushroom we just found while we're looking for morels, we found a, uh, an old uh, oyster mushroom that actually does grow almost, mo we can find oyster mushrooms throughout most of the months in Missouri uh, because some species, and they both look very similar, but we do have two species and one favors cool weather and the other favors warmer weather. Uh, it's very difficult to tell the differences between the two. They look so similar, but um, very good edible mushroom. So, you know, I would highly recommend if you do want to uh, kind of venture out into other edible mushrooms is to get a good field guide. And the conservation department does uh, uh, produce a, a good, you know, a field guide of the common mushrooms of Missouri, edible and non, and certainly poisonous mushrooms too. It's always important to know which ones are poisonous as well as edible. But, uh, but yeah, there's some other edible mushrooms. Um, of course, in the fall, there's, there's several that come out too. More edibles in the fall exist than, than we find in the spring even. But, uh, but morels and chanterelles are the two you know, most coveted <laughs> to find. And then I think oysters probably comes in a close third there. They, they, uh, they're, they're very tasty as well. What about chicken of the woods? I keep hearing that term a lot. Yeah, chicken of the woods and hen of the woods. And they don't uh, look alike, but, uh, but they are found about the same time of year in the fall. And chicken of the woods kind of stands out like, um, like it's already wearing hunter orange. I mean, it's that color. You can almost see it from, you know, you can see it from a pretty good distance sometimes. Hen of the woods is much more camouflaged. It kind of looks like a ruffled up hen. It always grows at the base of a tree. And, and you have to be kind of more, uh, you know, closer to it to be able to see it. Uh, so, so yeah, and those, those are more fall mushrooms. You know what I think is really funny is that, you know, we produce a lot of publications and the most popular are the the Guide to Missouri's Mushrooms, the, the guide you were uh, talking about. Missouri Wild Mushrooms. The Missouri, uh -huh, yeah. And then the Snake Guide. Yeah. And it just so happens that your husband is the state herpetologist <laughs> and the state botanist yeah. talking about mushrooms. I just think that's yeah, really cute. You make a good team, I guess. Don't you? You yes. really do. Okay, well, it's not a morel, but... <laughs> it is not a and it's not even edible because that's another thing to mention with mushrooms is you want to find that, that they're fresh. Most edibles, like any other food we eat, it's, it's going to have to be fresh um, that we're, you know, wild foraging and things like that. So if it looks slimy or stinky or smelly or gooey or like this droopy, old yeah. uh, oyster mushroom, then yeah, we would not want to eat that. Even though in its prime, when it, there was a time it would have been a good edible. Uh, it is no longer a, a good thing to eat now. Not so. today. Kind of like anything you'd find searching through your refrigerator that is smelly and gooey and old. We don't want to eat it anymore, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, I haven't given up the search. No, I'm still... actually it looks better than... Well, so now... Hmm, kind of swift there. We could try... Well, we could maybe... I think, yeah, we could cross right there. Then, yeah. Okay. So Melissa, whenever you find a morel, how long do they stay fresh? Do you need to eat them well, pretty I mean, soon? Well, you don't have to eat them like absolutely right away, but I'd say within 24, 48 hours, I would, yeah, want to eat them by then. Probably you, 48 hours is the longer time. Do you keep them in the fridge? Yeah, yeah, and I, I've always kept them in water. Um, I think that's probably just keeps them fresh and, and everything. And you want to be sure too to soak them in salt water for a little bit first. Uh, that helps kill all the bugs and everything that might be hiding inside. 
and and just soak them it you know it doesn't have to be very long just a, an hour or two and, and just soak them in salt water give it plenty of time for that salt water to get to those bugs <laughs> and get rid of them and uh yeah and then uh, keeping them in uh, just fresh water after that in the refrigerator. What's your favorite way to eat them? Well, I guess the way I've had them most, which would be fried. <laughs> like most Midwestern people, we just kind of stick something in the frying pan and fry it. So yeah, mushroom, moral mushrooms fried is very good. Um, and then I've also had them sauteed with uh, olive oil and a little bit of garlic and salt and pepper. That's really good too. Mm, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. There's some good recipes I know in our um, Missouri Wild Mushrooms book too. And yeah, I think there's some different ideas in the back of that book. That book is really, if you're out here mushroom hunting, whether for morels or any other type of edibles, that book is kind of, would be really a good resource to have. Absolutely, yeah. It gives a lot of common mushrooms um, that you're just, you just kind of probably walk by all the time and don't even think much about. Um, but yeah, they're, they're mushrooms too. And, and yeah, many of them are in that book. Well, I think uh, we've been out here for almost two hours. And, uh, and nothing to show for it. And nothing to show. But that's the thing. I've learned so much just walking with you and you pointing out all the different plants and all the spring ephemerals, the wildflowers popping up this time of year. It is, even if it's not a successful morel hunt, it was not a wasted day. You know what? For my next mushroom hunt, I'm fully prepared now because I know what to look for, where to be looking. And I, I feel like my next one, I'm, I've got the tools I need to succeed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. I had a great time too. Thank you so much. Thanks again to state botanist Melissa Brigler for all of the information. And hopefully your next morel hunt will be successful this season. Be sure to pick up a guide to Missouri's edible and poisonous mushrooms at a nearby nature center or find the digital version at missouriconservation.org. I'm Jill Pritchard with the Missouri Department of Conservation, urging you to get your daily dose of the outdoors.